the dragon that we have to slay is internally based. It's internal self-sabotage, what I call resistance with a capital R. And what has worked, the question then becomes, well, how do you overcome it? Once you identify the voices that you hear in your head that uh, are really not you, they're really this negative force that, that, that's out there that's resisting you. So, okay, how do you overcome resistance? Great question. How do you overcome resistance? That's author Stephen Pressfield posing the question and setting up the theme of today's discussion. See, he talks about this thing that creatives deal with in terms of getting to do what we want to do as resistance. I'm going to talk about it in terms of motivation. It's the other side of the coin. How do we keep motivated with our photography? That's the question we'll deal with today in episode 97 of the Shutterbug Life podcast. You're listening to the Shutterbug Life podcast. It's a place for beginners to enthusiast photographers. You want to get better, you want to create something special, but you don't necessarily want to be a full-time pro. Well, join me every week as we talk about strategies for creating great pictures, building an audience, and making an impact with your images. I'm your photo coach and host, Linford Morton, but of course, you can call me Lynn. Let's have some fun. This is our Shutterbug Life. Hey there, welcome to episode 97 of the podcast. Today we are talking about motivation. And it's one of those things I think most of us deal with at some time or another. It's funny because I've been hearing bits of this conversation coming and going from various photographers that photographers I've been I've been speaking with. And it's something we all have in common. I know so many of us have great intentions. We want to shoot frequently. We want to create ambitious projects. We want to do something. We want to just keep shooting. And and then there's something that gets in our way. You can call it life. You can call it work. You can call it the resistance. You can call it, as many of us do, a lack of motivation or a lack of time even. Whatever you call it, you have to deal with it. And because it's the only way we're going to get stuff done. And the only way we'll not only create things, but get to invest in this thing that we all say is important to us, our photography. So let's talk about motivation today on the Shutterbug Life podcast. He had a very different reason for asking the question, but I think we're all looking for the same result, or at least similar results. I was having a conversation recently with a photographer who is on the retail camera selling side of our industry, and he asked the question, how do we 
get photographers to keep shooting and to shoot more. Now, he was thinking about it in terms of how do we keep them shooting so that we can keep them invested in cameras. But for those of us who are on the shooting side, we struggle with that too. Like, how do we stay motivated to keep shooting so we can keep shooting? It forced me to stop and think about and reckon with this this question and this situation and really consider how do we keep motivated? How do we keep shooting when we when there's so many distractions in life? You know, there's so much noise. We know this. You know, it's it's tough to find time to keep motivated because there's life, there's work. As I said in the introduction, there's just so much going on, and there's this constant bombardment of things making demands on our attention and our time, and even the things we want to do, even the things we say are important to us, it's still tough to carve the time and the attention out to make it happen. So how do we keep motivated? Assuming that everything else is in order, how do we keep motivated and how do we keep shooting? I've got a half dozen ideas I want to run past you. And here they go in, in, I would say no particular order, but it, it there is an order. It's from easy to hard, <laughs> if, if that makes sense, right? We're going to start with the easy ones first. And as we go, it'll become progressively more and more difficult. But that's not, not, that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? So how do... How can photographers keep motivated? Here are a half dozen reasons from easy to hard. The first one is to put yourself on a posting schedule. Now, we've talked about this quite a bit in, in this format and so many others. If you get yourself on a Project 365 or a Project 52, these are tried and true ways to create a schedule that encourages you to keep a regular shooting and posting schedule, if I'm not being too redundant there. And the thinking is, by creating routine and by creating habit, we make it easier to mo- to create momentum and keep momentum going. And then the further we go into the schedule without missing a day or without pausing, the more momentum and motivation you'll have to keep the streak going. The other thing is there is the social components of the schedule, meaning the fact that we are posting means we have an audience and it makes it easier for us to when we might slack off, say, nah, I can't do that because people are looking on. I can't do that because someone will notice and then I will be shamed, in air quotes, into doing the right thing, into continuing to shoot, right? So there you have it. So putting yourself on that 365, 52, or whatever frequency you can you you know you uh, you commit to putting yourself on the posting schedule is one way to help keep your motivation going schedule it so that's one way 
Another way is to put yourself on a shooting schedule. So this is the flip side now of of the 365. The 365 and 52 is about posting. This now is about production. You are going to put yourself on a on a shooting schedule. So what this means is I'm a writer and I I'm in some writing communities and what a lot of them do is make writers commit to writing 500 words a day. The thinking there is that in order to get better, you've just got to produce. In order to be a writer, you've got to write. And so you put yourself in a 500-word diet, if you will. And the way that works is you just have to write 500 words. They don't have to be good. They don't have to be bad. They don't have to be anything other than completed. So the reasoning for this is, again, it creates that that muscle, that memory, that that muscle memory and that momentum. And it's the flip side in 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 from the 365, which is about posting. This is just about about production. It's about just getting it done. And so as photographers, let's say we take on the the diet or the diet or the commitment to say i'm going to shoot 100 images a day this is of course assuming we are in digital because it's easy to go out when we are on a posting schedule and shoot two images post one and go on right i just need to get my shot posted for my project 365 my project 52 i'm just going to go shoot something and move on but but committing to shooting a number of images, like 100 images a day, forces us now to look for something. And even after we've shot two or three and we think they're good, it forces us to keep shooting. And forcing us to keep looking is another way to also give you the byproduct of helping you to see and see more creatively. See, all this stuff works together. The motivation, the commitment, the improvement, the creativity, it's all interwoven. And so by giving yourself a diet of shooting 100 images a day, you are now giving, providing the motivation because the motivation to shoot now is to log those hundred images. The motivation is to keep keep the streak going if you've done this one, two, three, ten days in a row. And the the cool byproduct of it is you'll not only improve the way you would with the Project 365, but you'll improve at another level because you'll force yourself to shoot more in each of your outings and force yourself to see more. So that's good. So number two is to put yourself on a shooting or production schedule and to give yourself a number. I chose 100 as a round number, but you can choose any number that works for you. Put yourself on a schedule. You'll shoot this month today and post them if you want to post them if you don't. That's not the point. The point is, and, and the cool thing about this is you can now feel free to make mistakes in this, in this kind of a commitment. So the, the thing with the shooting 
if you're shooting for a project 365 or 52, you, you sort of put this, this pressure on yourself to not just produce, but to produce something worthy of showing. And lots of times the improvement you get is, is in shooting bad pictures and learning from them. And in this, now you have the freedom to shoot the bad pictures, to, to create bad pictures and to look at them and to learn from them. Because the the point here is not to post something, it's just to do the creation. So enough of that. I'll get off of that um that that sermon for now. Number three, create work that matters. And again, this is another topic we have sort of talked about. But it's also a topic or or a strategy that can help you if you are looking for motivation. Create work that matters. And what I mean by this is you connect and overlap your photography with another existing passion. Uh, it's like, what else are you interested in outside of photography? What else are you passionate about outside of photography? And and the and the thinking here is, you go and find a way to photograph that. Ted Forbes from the Art of Photography TV, which is a great podcast. He talked about the the work that matters, and he argued that the world doesn't need another random sunset photo or another whatever it is that you see a million of every time you go on Instagram. The world doesn't need you to contribute another photo of something just because you see people in 500px shooting it. The world needs photography that matters, and an easy way to create photography that matters is by photographing something that matters to you. Creative body of work documenting the things and the issues that are important, the things that matter to you, and chances are it will matter to someone else. There will be a community online or somewhere for whom that same thing matters, and then you begin to create something special when you do that. And, and you find that as you begin create, creating work and tying your efforts and your energy into something that that matters to you, that's important to you, that creates motivation to keep going, to keep shooting, because you know it's something, I have to say it again, that matters. So that's number three, create work that matters by connecting and overlapping your photography with another existing passion and uh, photographing something that's important to you and something that you are passionate about. Number four is pouring yourself into a creative project. I was really excited when my friends in D.C. started creating a book project. Joe Newman um, over at D.C. Focused and, uh, and Focus on the Story announced this project before a little before the inauguration that he was going to uh, sort of crowdsource if you will the a book called unprecedented and, and it's a the people's response to the inauguration and the 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 project is basically a group of DC street photographers who are going to go out over the three day period surrounding the inauguration and the 19th, 20th, and 21st, and they're going to go out and document 
what we sort of almost take for granted in Washington, D.C., that whenever something of importance happens, there are people who get out and they either protest to either support it or protest against it. But his his project was to go out and document this, then curate the best of the images from the group and put them into a, 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 a coffee table book that he launched on a Kickstarter project so that he can sell later. Just a great project. And I was really excited when I heard about this because this is the kind of thing that I love to do. I, you know, I didn't get to contribute as much as I would have liked to because I didn't get to get down and shoot as much as I would have liked to. But I just fell in love with the project, as did a good number of other photographers in Washington, D.C., and they really gravitated to this. And so there's a small group, of, and they're shooting, and you can just sense the energy and enthusiasm within this group as we all went out, and they all went out, uh, and, and, and just shot and shot. And, and, and there was so much energy and enthusiasm that, that even after they were done, you could see Joe trying to harness this by saying, "Hey, you know, what else can we do with this with this enthusiasm and this energy?" And and so you I saw this as an example of another way to keep yourself motivated by pouring yourself into a project. I even I even asked, and I, I got an, an answer from Stacy Lewis, one of the group members, and I, because I, I asked, I said, did this project help you keep you motivated in any way? And Stacy said, for me, this project has given me more focus. Now when I'm out street shooting, I have more structure in my storytelling. So that's another byproduct. And that's so cool that, that she identified that because I wasn't even thinking about that, that in terms of a byproduct. One of the things you get from pouring yourself into a a project of some kind, a physical, tangible product that you are creating, is it forces you now to put structure around something, about creating something, about giving yourself deadlines and giving yourself milestones and markers and, and knowing that at the other end, something will come out of it that you can point to and hold and say, look what I made. And it's kind of cool because these are all the things that help to provide motivation motivation to keep shooting and keep going. I've got another deadline coming. I've got another milestone that I've got to meet. I, I, I know that when I finish this book, this this calendar, one of the members in my in my mentoring club, she worked on this calendar at the beginning of the year with, with 12 of her images. As you work on stuff like this, knowing that something physical is going to come out on the other end is really tremendous motivation to keep going. So think about a project or a product that you can really pour yourself into. And this will take the whole work that matters thing to a different level of maturity when you think about it, because this this is now something that matters to you finishing this product, but it's not just the issue or the topic. It's really about finishing something, something that you can be proud of. So pour yourself into a creative project or product, and that can be another way to keep your motivation. And the next one is decide and commit. Remember I said this was going to get progressively harder as we went along. 
Decide and commit. Chet Holmes is a very successful salesperson, and he wrote books about it. And one of the things he he attributed his success to is what he called pig-headed discipline. Sometimes you have to be more stubborn than any of your impulses to slack off or back off. You have to now, at some level, just decide to commit. Nike used to say, just do it. Chet Holmes called it pig-headed discipline. In the intro, Stephen Pressfield writes about you're not what's going to stand between you and success is this thing called the resistance. This is how he articulated it. But at the but what it, what it really comes down to is you have to decide and commit that this is something I'm going to do, whether I feel like it or not. Now, when Steve talks about the resistance, he says, resistance is a repelling force. It's negative. Its aim is to shove us away, distract us, and prevent us from doing our work. Resistance will tell you anything to keep you from doing your work. It will perjure, fabricate, falsify, seduce, bully, cajole. Resistance is protean. It will assume any form if that's what it takes to deceive you. Resistance will reason with you like a lawyer or jam a nine millimeter in your face like a stick of man. Resistance has no conscience. It will pledge anything to get a deal and it will double cross you once your back is turned. If you take resistance at its word, you deserve everything you get. In other words, fear doesn't go away and the warrior and the artist live by the same code of necessity, which dictates that the battle must be fought anew every day. In other words, the professional doesn't need to trick herself into doing the work. She does the work because she knows it needs to be done. And so this is what I mean by just, okay, at some level, you've got to just decide and commit. And and, and as, as this list goes on, we, it gets tougher and tougher, right? Sometimes we do for fun. This time we're doing it just because it has to be done, because we've decided that this is something we will get done whether or not we feel like it. It's like the professional. You do the work not because you feel like it. You do the work because the, because it's what you do, and it has to get done. Someone asked once asked Somerset Maugham if he wrote on a schedule or, or only when struck by inspiration. I write only when inspiration strikes, he replied. Fortunately, it strikes every morning at nine o'clock sharp. That's the work of a pro. And this is how you now, how do you create motivation and how you keep motivated to keep shooting? You decide and you commit to do it and you do the work. And then finally, I, I feel like I need to caution that you are not your work. And what I mean here is you are not your photography. And sometimes beside your best intentions, sometimes beside your decision to commit, sometimes decide outside of your, 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 your project, 365, 52, your 100 images a day, the, the work that matters or the project or product that you have decided to pour yourself into. Sometimes despite all that, you're going to fall short. And what I want to do here is 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 encourage you to resist the urge to beat yourself up. Resist the urge to use that as an excuse to stop. Because 
You can't take it personally. You just have to get back to it tomorrow. One of my motivation, one of my sayings in ter- that I use when stuff like this happens is tomorrow begins at midnight. And it will be a new day and a new opportunity to move forward. I tell my kids all this. You had a bad day today? Cool. Don't worry about it. Tomorrow begins at midnight. And when tomorrow comes, it's a brand new day and a brand new opportunity to start over. Remember what we said is that the warrior and the artist live by the same code. The battle must be fought anew every day. And so when you fail, it's not you that failed, right? And 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 don't take that personally. So when you fall off the horse, as you might do, it's not because you personally have failed. It's just because it just didn't get done that day. But it doesn't mean that it can't get done tomorrow. It doesn't mean that you can't renew your efforts and start the motivation again and keep going. We're going to go back to Steve Pressfield to let him continue and finish his thought on dealing with the resistance, keeping your motivation, and getting stuff done. For me, the the policy that I use or the phrase that I use is turning pro, which is a kind of a different attitude from being an amateur to being a professional. Now, an amateur, when you, an amateur hits a sticking point, like if you're going to play basketball and your ankle hurts, you'll just retire to the bench and say, hey, it hurts. But a pro like Kobe Bryant or somebody like that learns to play hurt. And a pro learns to do all the things that we do on our regular jobs, but apply it to our, our, our love, the love of our life, our work. A pro shows up every morning no matter what. A pro stays on the job all through the day. A pro doesn't over-identify with the work so that if there's a failure, it knocks them out of, out of the batter's box. A pro doesn't take failure personally or success personally. All of these, this kind of attitude of a professional helps you attain that sort of lunch pail, hard hat you know, attitude that's not precious not a prima donna, not a diva, but a hard-working, hit-em-every-day, go-for-it, infantry-attack mode. And that, for me, is, is how you get something done. Well, that's it for this episode, episode 97 of the Shutterbug Life podcast. I hope that was helpful for you in giving you some practical ideas on keeping your motivation and also helping to help keep you inspired to keep your motivation and to keep shooting and to go out and create something awesome and incredible with this talent and this love for photography that we all share. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, you can make sure you don't miss another episode by going to shutterbuglife.com forward slash subscribe. It's the only way to make sure whenever there's a new episode, you don't ever miss it. I sent you an email note when we when I release another one, and so you know to go and listen in. You can also listen by subscribing on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcasts just to find Shutterbug, the Shutterbug Life podcast. And if you love what we do here, go ahead and leave a review. An honest review if you love it. <laughs> How about that, huh? 
All right. The Shutterbug Life is more than a podcast. We are a community of friendly photographers who shoot, share, and learn together. You can join our Facebook group, and uh, in between episodes, just go to fb.shutterbuglife.com. I met a couple new listeners this week, and it's always fun when I when I meet someone who says, hey, I just stumbled on to what you guys do, and I really do love and enjoy it. So jump in on the Facebook group, and when you do, introduce yourself. So many of us are shy, and I, I'm, I, I'm always surprised at how shy so many of us are i'll get an email from from so many people who join the group that's saying hey i'm i'm new here i love what we're doing i'm in the facebook group but i feel a little bit shy about sharing my work let me tell you something we're all in the same boat we're all pulling for each other we all want to we all are rooting for your success so there is no reason to be shy or bashful about just sharing what you do we're all on the same journey together. So drop a picture to, sh- sh- you know, tell us where you are, tell us what you shoot, and tell us what you're working on so that we can all encourage you along the same path, all right? If you're in D.C. or New York City, we have uh, meetups in both of those. So if you find yourself on the East Coast, come on out and shoot and share with us in person. We'd certainly love to Love to do that with you. If you are in learning mode, you can learn with me in New Orleans or New York City. You can find any of the photo tours by by just going to the website shutterbuglife.com. Look on the photo tours tab. Um, you'll see that we have two weekend workshops coming up. And of course, if you are working on something specific, the online training and mentoring is also available to you. You can uh, jump in on the on the composition, the creative composition workshop, and I think that you will find that that is probably a, a one way to get your images quickly from boring and blah to really um, exciting and uh, and impactful. All right. So that's it. That's all we've got going on. Thank you so much for sticking with us on this episode and episode 97. You can find show notes for this episode on shutterbuglife.com. Just search for episode 97 and um, you'll, you'll see my notes that I use for this episode. All right, so that's it. I hope to see or share with you either online or in person and that you keep on shooting and getting out and creating because the world needs, you know, the way you see the world matters and you need to share that with your photography. All right, so until then, wherever you go, whatever you do, enjoy your Shutterbug life. Take care.